Hi, everybody. I'm Magnus Carlson from Magnus Carlson Audio. This is a podcast where real medical professionals discuss fake medical emergencies. That means that unless your doctor is named Strange, this podcast is not medical advice. If you need medical advice or medical care, please contact your doctor. Hi, everybody. I'm Jackson Vader. I'm Johnny Kolosinski. You might remember me from such podcasts as New Year's Sleeves, a review of the best couture of the New Year's Eve runway. No. <laughs> this is. It could have been a Golden Globes podcast, but you got greedy. Ah. Uh... Uh, this is Hi Everybody, a bad medicine podcast. Every week we talk about what Hollywood gets right and wrong about medicine and how the body works. Yeah. If you missed it, you should check out our last week discussion on Home Alone, which uh, was the most fun I've ever had I'm editing still, a podcast. I'm still recovering from that episode. Yeah. Uh, it was great. It was grand. Yeah. This week we're going to be discussing something for the first time that yeah. is still in the theaters. Jackson? Yeah. So, before we do that, do you, oh, wanna, yeah. do you want to plug some stuff? Uh, yeah, so we're a podcast. We do podcasty things, mm-hmm. uh, including having social media at Hi Everybody MD on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and HiEverybodyMD.com. You can also reach us at 530-DOCTORB. That's 530-D-O-C-T-O-R-B. And the, the B this week stands for Bond. And the B this week stands for Bond because... We're doing Knives Out. Um, this one actually was brought up by a lot of people at work um, telling me this would be a good one to do. Not so much from a doctor standpoint, but definitely from a nursing standpoint. And I think huh. this would be a good one to talk about with nursing and stuff like that. Okay. But you want to set up the premise of this movie if yeah. you haven't watched it. By yeah, the way, spoilers. if you haven't watched it, this is the first time I'm going to tell you don't listen to this episode because we are going no, to spoil just, the heck out of it. No, just listen. Oh, just listen. Just it's fine. It's fine. Uh, we're going to spoil the heck out of it. Uh, spoilers for every aspect of this film. Yeah. The film is uh, a murder mystery, a like quintessential Agatha Christie style murder mystery, which I loved. And when did we see this movie? We saw this movie about three hours ago. Yep. Yep. This is the first time we also haven't had a chance to rewatch and look at scenes that we wanted to re-familiarize ourselves with. The film is about a murder mystery writer, Harlan Thornby. Yep. Thromby. 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 Blee. Blee? Yeah. No, it's B-E-Y. Oh, really? Yeah. Like I said, we're we're relying on our notes here. Yeah. Who dies under mysterious circumstances uh, at in a wonderfully murder mystery yeah. style house. Yeah, it was right after his 85th birthday mm-hmm. where all the suspects are present. Yep. Um, and he died very shortly afterward. I think the movie opens with his housekeeper, I believe. Yeah, with his housekeeper. Uh, Fran. Fran. Who goes up, checks on him. Checks. He's not in his bedroom. No. So opens a secret door to find him lying on a fainting couch uh, with his throat slit. Yeah. Uh, and they ruled it a suicide immediately. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things where slicing your throat in, as a means of suicide is a horrible way to go. It's very hard to do. It's very dramatic. It is very dramatic, and you have to be you have to be judicious with your cut. I would say. By that I mean you got to know where you're cutting. Mm-hmm. Um, I, if you want to be morbid, I had a patient whose throat was slit by one of their siblings. And they only nicked the front part, did not kill the patient. Because they didn't nick any arteries or anything like that. 
in this one, they said he was able to slice his carotid. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know the complaint we always have. Not enough blood. Not nearly enough blood. If someone had sliced their carotid... There should be blood. Pretty... Like, it's a high-arcing one. And I get it. He's 85 years old. Maybe his blood pressure isn't that high enough to get to that point. But you would expect a lot more blood in that kind of situation. Because the way he's dying is not because he cut his carotid. It's mm-hmm. because he cut his carotid and lost all of his blood. Yeah. Or enough of, his blood, eight, eight, enough of blood, his blood to kill him. Yeah. And I think that was a big reason why I was... I think that's the first thing I wrote down was there's not enough blood in this Well, that's... Find me a moment in your notes that wasn't Crank <laughs> uh, where you didn't say not enough blood. Yeah. I mean, Crank had a good amount of blood. I think the other one was... Was it Human Centipede? Had... No, Human Centipede didn't have enough oh, blood. Oh, no, it didn't need more blood. And poo. Yeah. Yeah. Memories. Uh, yeah. All horrible. alone in the moonlight. No. Nope. Someday we will do no. cats. It's going to be a good we show. We are not going to do cats. It's not going to happen. <laughs> um, I am not a veterinarian. You can save it for someone else, but it is not going to be me. Everyone who's watched it, horrible. <laughs> Absolutely horrible. But it does set up with um, some quintessential characters, like... Your standard daughter. Yeah, um, daughter, son, uh, son-in-law. Son-in-law. White supremacist grandson. White supremacist grandson. And then um, uh, sister-in-law. Not sister-in-law. Yeah, daughter a daughter-in-law who, who's, who's a widow. Correct. But also it sets up the live-in nurse. Right. Not live-in, but a uh, nurse who has become not just a nurse but his close confidant correct like, i think she said she's there for 15 hours a week well so. she started out there for 15 hours and then they brought her on as a part of the staff yeah and she was pretty much there all the time yeah but she's like a quintessential part of this whole thing mm-hmm. she's our layman introduction to a lot of what we see is from she, her eyes she's the least eccentric character mm-hmm. and that's saying a lot because she has a problem with uh lying Yes, and uh, this is the first, and this is going to be the only Mm non-spoiler medical thing that we discuss. Her issue with lying is the fact that whenever she lies, she projectile vomits. I think the term used was she has a regurgitation problem for mistruths, Mm -hmm. or something along those lines. It was hard for me to take notes in a theater where we thought it was just going to be three of us, Courtney involved... But then all these is random it, people sat next to us, and I couldn't use my at phone. At one twenty on a wet, on a Monday morning, yeah, Monday that afternoon, is way too early for people with jobs. Mm-hmm. I have a job. I, I I assure you, I will soon. I promise. <laughs> but it was just a lot of people, and I could not take notes as much as I normally would want to take notes. Right? Is vomiting as a response to emotional stimuli mm-hmm. a it's a valid, I mean, valid thing. It, it technically is a valid thing. Like, you think about people who get nervous, right? Mm-hmm. When people get nervous, they throw up. Mm-hmm. So that does happen. So you would think, this is probably one of those extreme situations where she gets really anxious about lying and then throws up. So she's, like, the one person that, you know, when you watch the whole movie, she can't right. spoil anything. But seeing um, people throwing up in a number of reasons does happen quite a bit. Whether or not they... They're scared. They throw up. It's like a fight or flight response, you know? You gotta purge, pretty much expunge anything that might slow you down. Mm -hmm. If you're thinking about, like, adrenaline response and all that stuff. So you're trying to get all this stuff out of your stomach so that you can flee or fight. Right. In that situation. Um, Would it be... 
feasible for someone to have it as a response to such a specific situation only. I mean, for this one, it's very convenient. Yeah, for the, for the film, it's very convenient. I but... don't think there's anything specific that would make someone throw up like this, but stress in general is one of those things that can make you throw up quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So I think in this situation, it can possibly happen. Um, whether it's this specific, hard to say, but it definitely is a possibility for sure. Okay. And it does make this whole movie a great driving point. Because oh, yeah. Absolutely. You learn a lot about, like, murder and all that stuff. And you you know this one person cannot lie without some kind of immediate retribution or immediate, how do I say, effect mm-hmm. that she lied. So that kind of sets up this movie really, really well. Right. Because she is also, partially because of this... Mm-hmm stimulus of this effect mm-hmm. um she is taken basically as the sidekick mm-hmm. to detective benoit blanc yes she uh, is, is his watson she, she is his watson mm-hmm. and he is daniel craig yeah. and he is delightful yeah he is really really good in this movie like I, I know we're spoiling stuff for you. We haven't touched all of it yet. Yeah, we'll, you we'll really, get deeper. This movie is really, really yeah. good. I would definitely watch this movie again. Right. And from this point on, mm-hmm. if you want to see this movie, pause, come back to us in three weeks, and then tweet about us how much you love this episode. Or in a week. That's or in a week. Yeah. yeah. Or just a day. I don't know. Yeah. Just go watch the movie. Go it's watch really the movie. Good. Um, but, but we've given you that time. We've given you that warning. And from here on out, we're going to talk oh, about we're gonna, we're gonna the deep. deep plot points. So yeah. So deep plot points is because she is like a, a home health care nurse. Right. Um, she comes in and does give him lots of medications. This was right. after the party, after there's been plenty of conflict uh-huh. setting up why someone would want to kill um, Harlan Thromley. Right. The whole night. You learn that she goes in and gives him medications she, for his shoulder pain? She had... He had a... Uh, well, that's not the reason I think that she came on as a nurse because no. she's been around she for She came years. on because of the old man. Right. Because he's an 85-year-old with tons yes. of money. Yes. And... But then she eventually becomes his friend. Right. But she also gives him medications to make him feel better. And apparently has some kind of shoulder pain. Mm-hmm. So she gives him Toradol regularly. What is Toradol? Uh, Toradol is um, the brand name for Ketorolac, which is a uh, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug. Mm-hmm. So think of it like ibuprofen, but... Ibuprofen on steroids, but with no steroids. Correct. I would say ibuprofen's bigger brother is how I explain it to my patients all the time. It is a stronger version of it that is given via IV or intramuscular. Okay. And it's weird because the way she gets, she gives it to him is through an IV that looks like it's already been established there for a long time. It looks like a pick line. Mm -hmm. I noticed that. And a pick line is um, a line that you can kind of insert like an IV, except it terminates near the heart. Right, which means it's not something that you would have and also be going to your birthday party at home yeah. with 10 people and drinking champagne. Yeah. And it's weird. Usually you get a pick line for antibiotics long term. Mm-hmm. So like, or not even chemo for that matter, but really for antibiotics long term. So let's say you had a really gnarly bone infection and you need to get antibiotics for 21 days. It's really silly to have an IV in just for all that time because IVs go bad in probably about three days at mm-hmm. most. So you need to change them out. Um, the pick line, there's always risk with it because anything you have in your skin for that long, you're at high risk for infection. So really, you don't want to have something like that 
just for Tordal because Tordal, like I mentioned earlier, you can give it IM. So if you find a big muscle, you can you just, can inject it into your butt. Yeah, and butt, the shoulder even, and it would have the same exact effect. So it's kind of weird that she did that. But then the other weird part is she would also have morphine for him. That she to would, help him sleep. To help him sleep. She would, the, they joked about it being the good stuff. The good stuff, but that's the good stuff that makes him relax and go to bed. Mm-hmm. And morphine, like any opiate, eventually you build up a tolerance. So they gave him three milligrams, which is a small amount. Like, I would say it's a medium amount. Mainly because um, you usually use about 0.1 milligrams per kilogram. So three milligrams is a is what you would give a three hundred um, kilogram kilogram man? Nope, a thirty kilogram. Oh, kilogram. Oh, yeah, math. I'm not great at math. I'm like the only Asian that's ever failed math, probably, but I can definitely do that one. And um, it, that's that's what about sixty pounds? It's about seventy. Yeah, yeah. He, he's bigger than that. Yeah. So, but you usually max out at four milligrams per dose, mm-hmm. um, and you titrate to effect. I mean, that's why titrate uh, to effect means that you give more until you realize that yeah. that you've hit the effect you want. Yep. And then side note, like the reason why you see patients overdose, at least in an outpatient setting when they use heroin and whatnot, is they usually quit for a little bit and then they go back. And use the same amount that they right. used to get high. And more. and what then they've lost their tolerance, and so what was a maintenance dose Is became a overdose. I'm gonna die. Yeah, it's an overdose at that point. So she gives him the tortol, the 100 but, milligrams of tortol, which is a lot. Okay, because usually you max out about 30 milligrams. 100 milligrams of morphine will kill you pretty. Well, no matter like if you're a, literally a whale. Yeah, it, it'll get you. It'll shut you down pretty quick. But even 100 milligrams of Toradol, the big side effects for that is you get GI bleeding, which means you get stomach irritation and you start bleeding in your stomach and potentially vomiting blood and all that stuff. Um, and it can also affect your kidneys really, really bad. So you want to be pretty careful with that. So 100 milligrams of Toradol is, is pushing it. And it's something that he's been taking for weeks for yeah. his shoulder issue. Yeah, and that's the other thing too. Is like If you took ibuprofen for weeks and you didn't have food in your stomach or anything like that, you get the GI irritation and mm-hmm. you, you get new problems. And as a home nurse, you should realize you're not trying to create new problems in the situation. And I think that's what she's doing in this situation. She actually was creating new problems. Okay. But she realized, or by looking at the labels that she gave too much morphine. That, that she, she'd had some champagne at the party. Yes. Um... And gave swapped the morphine for the tortol, and so gave the morphine first, and yeah. gave one hundred milligrams uh, of morphine. morphine. Correct, which is pretty bad. Right, which yeah. is pretty bad. Yeah, and uh, uh, I'm I apologize. I have to go back to my north. Harlan, uh, Harlan Thorndall realized this. Thrombly. Thrombly. Man, this is going to be the name of the episode. What's his name again? Yeah, Thorndall. Yeah. I, I want, I'm, someone tell me where I'm getting Thorndall from because I've been doing a lot of reading recently. No. Uh, Har- Harlan Thorn Throm, Throm, Harlan. Mm-hmm. Um, Christopher Throm- Plummer. Yep. Um, Thrombly? Thromb- Thromby. Realizes this, also realizes that if this happens, mm-hmm. it, if he dies from this, mm-hmm. it would ruin 
her yeah, life. Be- yeah, because her mom is an undocumented person. Yep. Which this movie does get randomly political, which I did not expect that. This movie gets randomly political, but it also gets randomly political in the way that Thanksgiving dinner does. I think that's the point, though. Yes, because and I like that gathering. a lot. It got real awkward. It got real awkward. Super awkward. Um, and uh, uh, moving on in the movie, uh, the liberal bleeding hearts like me, mm-hmm. as soon as it got advantageous for uh, them to take advantage of the undocumented Im- immigrant, they went. For they it. moved immediately. They went real quick yeah. on her. One of the things that I really liked about that was that they had these characters that. Oh, I identify with your politics. Oh, you're just as crappy. They're all bad. They are all bad. Save for like. The Law and Marta, everyone was bad. Yeah. The but, Law was delightful. Yes. Um, but Marta then starts describing signs of overdose, like sweating, mm-hmm. and then not breathing well. Which, right. Yes. I haven't seen sweating as much for an overdose, but it could make sense only if it looks like your heart is struggling because everything's slowing down. Right. And... It, sorry. Go because ahead. with opiates, everything gets turned down, right? So mm-hmm. your breathing turns down, your mentation slows down, your gut slows down everything that normally makes you you gets turned down quite a bit and the reason why you die with the overdose is because the one thing you need to keep doing to stay you is breathing Mm -hmm. and that gets turned down to the point where you don't have any more drive to do it Uh and she says like it takes 10 minutes to die which i think when courtney and i heard those words we looked at each other and said what the hell so that's not accurate at all is that too long too too short not i think it's too long okay at that point and granted maybe in all in all it probably would take 10 minutes to die but you would see symptoms pretty quickly Mm -hmm. like the the whole not being able to breathe and all that stuff that should have started setting in at that point already which we i'm gonna hold off on that line of, of conversation it if would it, be even pretty if it took quick. ten minutes to so die. Like, he probably would, would have dropped already, right? right? Like he would, would have, have taken ten minutes to die, but fully four died. of those minutes would have been asphyxiation. Correct. He'd be blue already. He'd start um, getting gray, being difficult to arouse. Mm-hmm. All those signs should have been happening already. Like think about when you, you've had too much to drink. You're really hard to arouse, but compress all the whole night's worth of drinking into a very short frame. Okay. You're you can't. You're not controlling what you're breathing. If you threw up, you'd be choking on it. Like, these are things that should be developing at this point. And we saw none of that. No. Which makes sense as we move on. Mm-hmm. Um, but we saw absolutely none of it in uh, in Heartland. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing that Marta kept arguing was, I don't have enough time to call 911. And then she didn't have any Narcan in her bag right. either. Which she should have, and we found out why. Moving on, we found yeah. out why. And I mean, I'm gonna say, like, at this point, we're spoiling the movie. Yeah. It's because it was removed. You probably are guessing this halfway through the film. Yeah. Um, that 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 the Narcan was was removed from her bag. Yeah, and I mean, and that thing works real quick. So the fact that she right. wasn't able to find that and give it to Harlan, that kind of sets everything up and set the whole cascade of. This intricate plot so that Marta can be absolved of this accidental murder. Right. And I'm, I'm glad that this is the movie we're doing now because it has been at least three episodes since we've discussed Narcan. Yeah. Um, which is, at this point in time, you know, uh, our our fifth co-host. 
Yes. Uh, because I mean, what, when was the last time we did it? Resident? Resident? Yeah. Yeah, either resident or house. I think it was resident. Um, it, it's, it, it's something that we discuss a lot, and it's something that we should discuss a lot, because, yeah. hey, everything you learn about Narcan would be great. Yeah, and Narcan is so easy to get now, yeah. too. I, I was surprised I in, in the later scene mm-hmm. that she didn't just have it hanging out in her glove box. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised about that too and especially I'm more surprised that this is a home health nurse mm-hmm. walking around with a bunch of narcotics okay I mean that's not something that I thought I'm about. not sure this is standard practice to walk around with a bunch of narcotics especially in a bag that's not locked mm-hmm. this is a controlled substance right anyone who steals your bag and it's not within your frame line of sight you're liable because they took it from your bag and now are you're essentially distributing drugs without even realizing. Okay. So that's a concern. So the sequel to Knives Out is uh, her going before the the board and explaining why she didn't have her bag with her. Correct. I mean, you're supposed to always have your bag in sight. Even when you're in the hospital and you're giving narcotics, like the nurses will give it to you. Mm -hmm. Whatever's left over, they need another person to sign off that they wasted it together. To prove that they didn't just pocket it or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, and there's a special medical waste container just for narcotics too. So there wouldn't be one. So the point of confusion we find out in uh, in the death is mm-hmm. that uh, someone switched the labels on the bottles, mm-hmm. but then no, they did not switch the labels. They did the most intricately stupid way possible. Which was they withdrew all of the medicine in one, then withdrew all the medicine in the other, and then injected it into the other bowels. So that they. um, So my first question would be: um, Would you, for a injectable drug like morphine or um, I'm sorry, tor tordal tordal, would you reuse the same bottle multiple times, or would it be a single dose bottle? Well, here comes. The, the issue is, this is a home health nurse who, I don't know where she gets her medications from. Right. Maybe she's trying to stretch it out a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. But the other thing, too, is Tordal, sometimes you need to reconstitute it. And by that, I mean, it's a powder and you need to inject, like, saline mm-hmm. in and then shake it, it up. So, so you need it. to, so you've got a, uh, a, a 10 milligram supply of the powder, yeah. but you're going to make it into a... A uh, hundred milligram injection, or hundred milliliter. milliliter. Yeah, but the other thing too is usually you don't use a vial that you found randomly in your bag if it doesn't have the cap on it. Mm-hmm. Um, as someone who has to, you know, pop off the the thing, there's usually a plastic cap on there to ensure you know the quality seal. Basically, you have to pop it off before you use it. Like it's really weird to find two new vials of medication without that seal on top of it. Okay. So the fact that she's using those medications that have no seals on top of it, she's like, I don't know if these are new or not. So that's a weird thing that she did. Um, also, she didn't wipe down any of the tops with alcohol before putting a needle in to draw it up. But they explained that she instinctively gave the Toradol, even though it was in the bottle marked morphine, because she was able to recognize that it was slightly less viscous color than the other one Mm -hmm. which it's so imperceptible between the two i don't know how she did it 
Um, so I mean, it, it's I think they're trying to paint that, that, that she's a great nurse. Yeah, she, and she's a great nurse. It's um, and it's people are magic. Yes, but I could understand if it was some residue on top. But also, if she was a really great nurse, she wouldn't be using two vials that were that were already yeah opened basically. And I mean, like even if she was trying to stretch it, mm-hmm. that three milligrams of morphine that she's giving on special occasions, mm-hmm. if that was a hundred milligram bottle, which is more ma- than a month. Also, who makes a hundred milligram bottles? If you look at the vial, it does say ten milligrams of morphine <laughs> on it. It also says 10 milligrams of Tordal on it, if I remember correctly. But it definitely says not that much morphine on it. Mm-hmm. And usually you can give, like, you know, higher doses of morphine. Right. And, and maybe, there... it, maybe it wasn't 100 milligrams of morphine that she was given. It was just giving. Mm-hmm. It's just that she was the giving same volume. the same volume yeah. of the drug. Which, if that's the case, he would be real sleepy. Okay. He wouldn't die from it, but he'd be real sleepy. But we all know he didn't die from the overdose. No, he didn't die from the he overdose. He died because he done slit his throat. He died because he done slit his throat because he believed that he was about to die from yeah. the overdose. Would the nurse, uh-huh. after those uh, eight minutes or so that we saw, mm-hmm. would you think in that super high-stress situation, mm-hmm. because this is a high-stress, my patient's about to die, mm-hmm. my friend's about to die, mm-hmm. I'm about to be blamed for it... Mm-hmm. Do you think that she would have recognized, wait a minute, you're not symptomatic at all? I mean, if she took a step back, maybe. But that would, but not everyone can do that. No. And I think that's one of those situations where this might be a, um, you know, she's probably not used to dealing with high stressful situations Mm -hmm. or anything like that. It's one of those things, like, I'm not going to toot my own horn as an ER, like, doctor, but... I always say, when you're in the emergency department, everyone feeds off of how you react. Mm-hmm. So I usually try to stay as calm as I can in really scary, horrible situations. That's why I joke sometimes where if I go into a trauma that I know is going to be crazy, I'll put on a mask so they can't read my face as well. Because mm-hmm. under the mask, I'm freaking out. But I can't show that because if I show that, the nurses will feed off of it. The techs will feed off of it. And the worst of all, the parents and the patients will feed off of it. So I think in this situation, she might not be in a situation where she's used to dealing with crazy stuff like this. So she's already freaking out. She can't take that one step back to go, wait a minute. You're not showing any signs of overdose at all right now. Right. And I think that's an important thing. And maybe if there'd been a third party there, even... No, you can't have extra witnesses. Oh, yeah, obviously. If there'd been a third party there, they would have had to kill them too. Yes. Um, but the ultimately it turns out that he slit his throat because he believed he was going to die. Yeah. But he's 85. And he's 85. Yeah. And, he, he, and you know what the worst part about all of this is? He that that was even, a great couch. Yeah, but he wasn't even on morphine. So oh, that would hurt yeah. a lot. Yeah. Right? Tordal is not going to cut that pain at all and Tordal does interfere with your bleeding a little bit or your clotting issues a mm-hmm. little bit so he would have bled more a little bit more yeah but more free-flowing i guess not so much bled more because you can only bleed so much before you die it's it would have been more um oozy oozy is a great way to go more more liquidy mm-hmm. so that would be the other part too i thought about that i go man he's high on morphine and just slit his throat he's gonna feel great and then at the end they do the switch yeah. oh no he felt horrible he he done cut himself real bad and then he died all right so but then also 
going back to the whole murder setup, you learn about Chris Evans coming into the play, and then um, they're trying to get the toxicology report, mm-hmm. right? So the housekeeper, Fran, does get a copy of the housekeeper right. report, but someone needs to silence her. Yes. And they silent, um, and it happens to be Chris Evans silencing her. By first using, I, it looks like ether. Yeah. Something by, by using uh, a chloroform, ether, uh, whatever it is that you can put over somebody's face and knock them out. Yeah. As uh, a, using plot drug. Plot drug, yeah. As a guy who actually used ether in biolab, sniffing real hard on ether because I was stupid. Because we put it, we had a uh, fire. Stupid. I know. Or brilliant. No, well, we have fruit fly lab, and I don't know if you did this in college, but you had to breed fruit flies and see. I studied theater. Okay, yeah, so we, we bred more theater people. So what we had to do in biology, at least in genetic class, was breed fruit flies and um, with specific genetic malformations, like big wings that they can't fly or whatever, and you had to like, you know, make them go. Night but that's night. actually how cats came about. Oh God, we are not doing cats. It's gonna be horrible. I don't want to talk about jellical cats. It's horrible. Um, but you have to put them to sleep first so that you can count the various types of flies, but you don't want to kill them, so you got to knock them out. So you put ether on sponges and then put them on a jar and knock them all out. But my idiot... Dr. Saw, Jackson Vane. Yep. Uh, wasn't sure if I put ether on because I was really busy and doing stuff. So I actually put the ether, the sponge to my nose, took a massive whiff and felt really woozy and almost passed out. Or uh-huh. Marta's just a better medical professional than you how, and know whether or not. How dare you? But yeah. anyways, he uh, finds... That is the sound of the new studio, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. It, I mean, it's doing it. It's great. Except for the clock right there. Yeah. But Fran gets confronted by Chris Evans' character, Ransom. Uh, gets ethered. And then after she passes out, he stabs her in the neck with, with morphine. With, mor- with a morphine, morphine injection. Yeah. And in the worst place possible with the skinniest needle I've ever seen. Well, maybe that's why she survived for two hours. Oh, yeah, which she shouldn't. Right, because it's Okay, too, so, it, so so first off, he injected it like midline neck in the front. Mm-hmm. And I'm pointing to Johnny. It's like right where your cricoid yeah, is. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's is. that spot that's hard to shave. That's your airway, though. So he essentially injected a bunch of morphine into her airway. So that'll make her cough and choke. That's going to take forever for it to absorb. Which is good mm-hmm. because she's still semi-conscious mm-hmm. two hours later yeah. when Marta shows up. Which shouldn't happen. E- even in that situation, yeah. either she's going to walk away dead. from it or... Yeah. She's either dead or she's not. And I think in that situation, she should have been dead. I do appreciate that it made her a little gray. Um, mm-hmm. They did one, a good makeup job on her. They did. And, then and Marta also will... added a spider. But then, I don't know. But then Marta woke her up. She pinked up a little bit because, you know, she's oxygenating a little. But remember, she's gone all this time without oxygen to her brain. So mm-hmm. she's not not doing so hot. But and she's I, doing well enough to say Hugh, Hugh versus you. No, was it? Yeah. Hugh. Hugh you, yeah, but she said she's, she's, Hugh killed him. Him. Yeah. And Hugh did it. Hugh did it. Correct. Yeah. And because his name, only the help called him Hugh. Yeah. Because he's an Great. I mean, it was great like, toss back. Yes. And then she goes on to do some really shitty CPR, like real bad. Okay, that was one of my questions. Oh, yeah. Was how was the CPR? Real bad. Real slow. Her elbows are all bent. 
She wasn't going down deep enough. But, I mean, it was a live person, so you can't really push down deep enough. Um, but she did call 911, and the patient did get Narcan. Mm-hmm. I think the reason why, spoiler alert, she wasn't saved... Was the shitty CPR? Shitty CPR, but also she was probably down for a while at that point. You know, like she wasn't. It, she was down for an hour yeah. at least. Yeah, I'm surprised they were able to keep her long enough. I I bet you, she probably just died because of brain death more than anything. Because if they were able to get a pulse back, if you can get a Narcan drip going and whatnot, you can actually save some of the function. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing it's because the rest of her brain went night night for too long, and that's probably what did her in. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. But yeah, the stabbing of the neck really upset me. Um, uh, all right. If we've got nothing else medical, mm-hmm. I'm going to draw on theatricality for a hot minute. Okay. Um, and the there's a final confrontation scene. Okay. Where um, Ransom pulls... So uh, Hugh... No, not Hugh. Hugh is Ransom. Uh, Harlan mm-hmm. has his uh, Game of Thrones circle of knives in yeah. his office. Okay. And he's got a circle of like 150 different knives yeah. that are just gorgeous. Yeah. Um, a halo of knives. A, a halo of knives. Yeah. And which is probably a. Someone's going to listen to this and then immediately start writing a fantasy book. Yeah. Um, but he. Uh, early on. Uh, he stabs a knife in his uh, secret study mm-hmm. into the go table and then laughs and says, this isn't a prop knife. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, this, this is a real one. Foreshadowing. Because the knife that he pulls off, that Hugh pulls off to mm-hmm. go after Marta with, mm-hmm. is a stage knife. And so he runs at her and stabs her full force. And then it is just retracted with a little spring like knives do. Yeah. There is no stage knife mm-hmm. that is that good that would not puncture the skin and that would not that would. I would still think it would hurt a lot. Exactly. Yeah. It it would hurt a lot. It'd puncture the skin and she would not be dying, but she'd be bleeding quite a bit. And yeah. people do die. Yeah. From those stupid spring stage well, knives. It could be from a number of reasons. You can punk, pop a lung, mm-hmm. right? That's probably the biggest concern. Yeah. Is you pop a lung. The other thing is if maybe you accidentally stage knife right into their heart right like you could you can use a stage knife and use it slowly i'm 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 going slowly against you know i'm juliet right now and i'm stagging a, da- a dagger into my breast and stab mm-hmm. stab 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 mm-hmm. that would look very dramatic on stage mm-hmm. and it would be a slowly retracting spring or slowly compressing spring mm-hmm. um Stabbing somebody in the face or in in the ribs with a spring loaded knife that's gonna hurt would still be pretty freaking dangerous. Yeah, it's real dangerous, and you don't know how sharp the knife was. Yeah, too. it looked pretty darn sharp. Yeah, and he was going at her full force exactly with all of his with weight. A literally jumping at her and, and landed on her like full force. Yeah, and, and there was an axe right next to him, and there are no spring loaded axes. Hugh, basically, what we're saying is you screwed up. Yeah, you picked the wrong weapon. It should have worked. He screwed up real bad. Um, he should have. He should have killed her. He should have, but he didn't. But he didn't because her being a good person is what saved her life. Yes, but that's more than anything. Yes. Um. So yes, that's that's my moment of, of stage combat notes of don't actually stab someone full force with I, a spring knife. I think that's a valid point, especially in a movie. Not called... medical advice, but theatrical advice. So you're talking about knives in a movie called Knives Out. Yeah. I think it's valid. Yeah. yeah. Um. With that, oh God. Jackson. No. Dr. Jackson thing. Mm-hmm. I have a question. Mm-hmm. 
the human centipede <laughs> bills itself as 100% medically accurate. Yeah. If that's true, how medically accurate is Ryan Johnson's 2019 masterpiece, mm-hmm. Knives Out? Here's the thing. When I first, I would say the first half of the movie, I was like, this is garbage. Toradol does not kill you, blah, 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 blah. Then when you learn the twists and stuff like that, it works out pretty well. I will say the gripes with the whole having the nursing um, carrying control substances and not watching all that stuff. That could be either negligence. Not a DEA podcast. Not a DEA podcast, but it could be negligence or it could be just a, a very convenient plot twist. Or a very wealthy family. It could be a very wealthy family, too. I, I mean, it's definitely more accurate than the human centipede so i would probably say like 140 hey it's good this is gonna be the highest it's good although i should go back um the whole how did he burn ransom burn down the coroner's office that easily not a molotov cocktail podcast but also saying that you can burn all the records from the me that easily or the coroner that easily that's dumb okay there's they have to have backup records there's no way there's one server that houses all of the potential crime data in the entire city in one place. Where is Smith College? I know it's... Massachusetts. It's Massachusetts. It's Massachusetts. Uh, so I would say rural... Uh, this is not a geography... God, God, this is not a geography podcast. But the cloud exists. The cloud exists. Yeah. Does the cloud exist for... I'm sure uh, that's the for, for Podunk, Massachusetts. I'm Podunk, sure. Vermont. I'm sure there is some kind Podunk, of... Podunk, New Jersey. I'm just naming New England states now. But I'm sure there is some kind of cloud backup for something that important. Um, yes, you can't save or backup blood. You know, so, <laughs> Yet. So, yeah, but they already clearly processed it because the report already came out. Yeah, and someone had access to it to photocopy it and send to their cousin. One thirty. I'm going to stay at one thirty. All right, one thirty. Yeah. It, it would have been 140 except for a Molotov cocktail. The Molotov cocktail really took me out of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I watched that scene and the, all I can think of is, this can't happen. Also, it's one Molotov cocktail. There's not that much stuff in there that could really catch on fire that quickly. The bodies aren't soaked in formaldehyde. Wait, bloods aren't flammable? I know, right? I'm like, oh. There's no ether in there. There's n- no, there's not really anything that I could think of that would make it... More flammable, more flammable than than a normal place. Okay. Yeah, it's not a gas station. Um, I I don't. Normally, I'd follow up with a question on how would we make this movie more medically accurate and keep the stakes high. Don't stab people. I mean, don't stab people yeah. with fake knives. I guess, more theatrically but... combat. More theatrical combatty. We accurate. A lot. I, of... I did giggle the heck out of it because I knew exactly where they're going because I liked the joke about the fake knives earlier. Yeah. I will say the only thing that probably needs to be better is maybe just the way the nurse was giving medications and all that stuff. But that's really nitpicky. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you had one nurse consultant on on set, they can just go over the standard procedure on how to give medications. I mean, she tried wiping down the port before she ejected medications yeah. into the pick line, which looked pretty... I mean, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to clean that. And sometimes you clean the other part too. I mean, I usually do if I'm going to do lidocaine injections before I do some kind of sewing. I'll always clean before I do anything like that. Now, I know nurses will do that too. So those are tiny nitpicky things. But really, there's not too much that I would say 
needs to be changed to make it look more accurate while keeping the stakes high. All right. Yeah, I, I didn't think that we'd have a lot to nitpick on on, on no, this one. Because, it was just a fun movie. I just yeah, wanted to watch this movie um, and it was enjoyable. If for some reason you ignored all of our feedback, or my feedback, Jackson would be fine with you being spoiled. Um, I really recommend watching this in the theater because I loved hearing other people that weren't Courtney and Jackson laugh at things that only I was laughing at. Like like the knife moment. The knife moment. It was a funny movie. It, it was, was a, a funny movie. It was a fun movie. It was a great movie. It was a fun and surprisingly suspenseful movie at the same time. Yeah. Because you were on your edge of your seat trying to figure out who did this. Right. And it, I'd like... I think we both figured out that someone messed with the drugs early on. Yes. Um, and then there, it continued building on itself in a great way. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. I, I, I mean, watch the movie. It's, that's all I can say. Yep. Um, with that, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, please tell, if you like the show, do us a favor and tell one friend about it. Yeah. Um, and also. They, if you have a podcast and you want to promote that podcast, toss us a promo. Yep. Uh, all that information is on HiEverybodyMD.com. Yeah. All right. With that, thanks, folks. Um, and thanks for listening. And we will be back next week. We'll see you next week.